because you're not going to remember all of the good things. Because remember, our minds are kind of trained to really spot the bad things that have happened to us. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 1 of Dignity Dominoes. I'm your host, Terry, and let's get into today's topic. There's been a little bit of a, a gap here, and there's there's been a reason why. I will get to that in a minute. But the last episode that I had up from last year was on memories. And if we're pulling up the right memories, if they're keeping us stuck, they're helping us heal. And I want to continue on that theme because as I came out of 2023, you know, I think as a lot of us, we were just really tired and the last few years have just really sucked in so many ways and I came out of 2023 really thinking I hate 2023 was one of the worst years ever why and I thought wait a minute Terry wait a minute I was remembering everything negative that had happened in 2023 I was remembering I broke my leg out of absolutely nowhere, have no idea how I broke it. I was remembering having to have bone scans, trying to get in to see a stroke neurologist. Um, I had some health problems that kind of kept me down. I was remembering coming off of a cruise in December with RSV that I'm still dealing with a little bit. I'm not contagious. I'm just kind of dealing with, you know, the end game of that. Then I broke three ribs and there have been just so many things that have happened I was concentrating on the negative and I had to stop and think wait a minute Terry 2023 was really a breakthrough year for me and I stopped and I went to my calendar and my gosh I it, it what it did it turn it made me turn around the way I was thinking about things, the way I'm concentrating on things, I think a lot of us that have a trauma background, trauma, traumatic childhood, uh, trauma background, bad relationships and such, I think a lot of us expect the bad to continue. And so when the good happens, you know, I think with that background, a lot of times we tend to focus on the things that are familiar to us the bad, the negative, those are the things that kind of hold us and we need to get rid of that mindset. I had to get rid of that mindset. I, I sat with my calendar on my iPad and I started looking, oh my gosh, 2023 was freaking phenomenal for me. And, you know, it, it started out with something that was good that came out of something horrible horrific the death of my son in October of 2021 and in January I got a phone call from a local reporter with coin with coin news Elise Haas now that I say that I'm going to have to fact check it because okay yes because we did something with another another um, news station as well but Coin6 with Elise Haas, she called me out of the blue and she told me that she had spoken with one of the anchors, Jeff Gianola, who had relayed to her information about my son, Joshua. 
And so she did a special report with me and another mother that is struggling, fighting through Portland for her son. Parents desperate for help. Why does it have to get this far? Their sons sleeping on the streets, suffering with mental illness. As a mom, I'm thinking, they have parents that love them and they can't get help. But why is it so hard for them to get their children the care that they need? Thursday, point six is getting answers. And the doors to civil commitment close. The only open door is the door into jail. The system is failing. Thursday at five on point six news watching out for you. And that was awesome because I got to I got to tell Joshua's story. I was able to let people know the system that I have been fighting, how long I've been fighting and how frustrating it has been. So she did a special on that and then she called me back. I think it was in February she called me back about a town hall. We have a measure 110 in Oregon which is just it's Oregon. That's really all I want to say about it right now. But it needs to be repealed. So that she had called me in on um, to speak about my feelings about Measure 110, which decriminalizes personal drug use. All personal drug use is decriminalized. Okay, so we've got a problem here. They're they're telling us that it's still illegal to deal drugs, but use is decriminalized. What ended up happening here in Oregon is it pretty much set up a, a, I don't, I guess the only way really to compare it is a fast food place for, for your drugs. It was like they were being handed out left and right and it just went to hell in a handbasket. So I got to go on there and I took Joshua's ashes with me in his urn and his little velvet um, bag. And one of the opponents was talking about Measure 110 and how wonderful it was for Oregon or Oregonians and how just awesome it was to decriminalize her personal use and all this. And she got, they got to me and asked me what I thought about that. And I pulled Joshua up and I'm like, this is decriminalization. Every drug in my son's system was for personal use. He just had them all there because he wanted to end his life. Even he couldn't take living in Portland. So that was really great. And out of that, I met some amazing, amazing people like Saskia Hotseller Lippi. I completely butchered her name right then. Sharon Mirren, uh, Terrence, a lot of the people from the uh, people, uh, Terrence Mosley, a lot of the people that have worked, they knew Joshua. And I had known them through the years and that sort of brought us back together. And it was really wonderful having that, that point where I felt Joshua's story was finally being heard. I'll put the links to both of those in the show notes. If you wanted to, to watch those, that would be freaking awesome. Then I had, I decided last January, I wanted to be very active in the Cascade Blues Association. So I joined the, the Blues Association and unfortunately, due to a lot of health reasons, I wasn't able to be as active as I wanted to be. I wanted to really get in there and work with the blues and help promote blues in Portland and do a lot of photography. I wanted to really work on and hone in not only my street photography that I had been working on for quite some time, but also my gig photography. And I was able to do a lot of that, but not as much as I wanted to, but I was able to do more than I had in the past. And I think it was at one of the first Cascade Blues Association meetings, I met a new artist here in Portland, and she is blowing the socks off of this town. Her
her name is, she goes by Miss V, Valeria Arnold, and she is so amazing. She's amazing, became a friend, and I just love her to death. So I got some great photos of her as well as a wonderful friendship. So that was really, really cool. Then I had my first podcast guest, Vanessa Grace, and we did each other's podcast. She came on mine. I was on hers. She is one of these people that just radiates joy and energy and good vibes and just fun times. She's one of these people that just says, hey, um, you're, you feel like you could just hang out with this woman forever. So I'll link that in the show notes as well. She just, she blew me away. She was so awesome. Then I'm still trying to figure out, okay, Terry, what the heck else happened? Because it was a pretty freaking good year. Get rid of all the negative stuff. Let's not think about that. What else happened? What was good that I can hang on to? You know what? I made a lot of progress. Each month in therapy, I made a lot of progress. But let's get back to some of the things that happened. And I'll tell you about the progress in just a second. I started a leg sleeve tattoo for my grandkids. I have Anna Grace. She has the real estate on my right thigh, this beautiful portrait of her. And I decided I needed something for the other grandkids. And so I'm doing a birth flower garden, birth month flower garden for them. I'm about eight sessions in and I probably have five to eight more sessions to go. It's gorgeous. I will insert pictures. It is so beautiful. So I've got the flower for my kids and for my grandkids and it's going to come up up my leg. It's going to cover another really ugly tattoo that I had done a few years ago. And so I'm really excited about that. I have an, another appointment at the end of this month. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I really, like I said earlier, pumped up my gig photography. I bought a new camera. I bought some really good professional lenses and I was out at gigs as much as I could be with the situations that were going on with my leg breaking and they have no idea how it broke. Different things that were coming up were keeping me kind of stuck, but I was trying to persevere. I was trying to push through it and do, you know, all of these things. One of the things that really helped me was the town hall and the special that Elise Haas did because I hooked up with other moms that were dealing with the same situation with Portland. It makes you feel not so alone. We're all going up against this government that has just gone off the rails. Portland is, in my opinion, one of the worst places in the country to live. But it's still a really pretty place to ride your motorcycle, which I got to do some this year. Some rides around Timberline, some rides around Mount, I was going to say Mount Rainier, that's in Washington, around Mount Hood, going down the back of Mount Hood, dropping into Hood River, and then coming up that way. That was amazing. Being on my motorcycle always gives me a sense of accomplishment and a sense of I can do something. We get to my birthday month, which has historically sucked. It's just sucked. And on my 60th birthday, I had had it. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to be here for my birthday anymore. I'm going to be out of the country. And so my friend Lindsay and I, we flew to London and then to Athens and then to Santorini. And we had the most incredible time. I did. Lindsay was having some physical problems. She was in some pain. And I felt horrible about that. But still, 
she had a wonderful time. We both had such an amazing time in Santorini, met great people, great friends. And one of the guys there kind of knew the backstory of my birthdays and how they've historically gone. And he had a friend on the other side of the island that did a fireworks display for me on my birthday. What's it for? You did this? You did this? Yeah. Oh my God. You did this? Yes. I have friends on the other side of the island. I just give them a Are you serious right yes. now? He just left me crying. It was so amazing. And the people, the staff at the resort we stayed at out there, they're friends. They're not staff members. They have become friends of mine. So, you know, I've got these new people in my life. They speak English. Unfortunately, I don't speak Greek. I need to speak Greek because I'm looking at property in Greece. I would like to live in Greece. I found some properties. There's a little bit of a sticking point because I don't speak Greek. I need to learn Greek. Eventually, that's where I'd like to end up. So that was culturally, that was just amazing. It was so much fun to see the people, to see how people lived that aren't in America, that, that aren't under the pressures that we're under all of the time. They were lovely, lovely, lovely people. And I just count it as such an honor to be able to do that. You know, this is just May and my year was rocking. And I had, coming out of this year, I'm thinking, man, 2023 just really sucked. It didn't. It didn't in any way. Then there were some very unfortunate things, but out of those unfortunate situations came very big blessings. I lost two of my closest friends, Mike, who lived in Eastern Oregon, and Keith, who was one of my writing friends. He and his wife are so amazing. We lost Keith and Mike, but out of that came their celebrations of life. And being around and being able to really celebrate the essence of who these people were and how their legacy is going to live on, not only in my life, but in the lives of everyone they touched. It was just, it was phenomenal. It was, it was so different than a lot of times, you know, I think back at my parents' funeral and, you know, people would come up and talk and everything, but it was really such my parents' funerals were very grief. I was, I was very grief stricken. I was, I, I really kind of wish that we had had the funeral and then later had a celebration of life so we could hear everyone's stories and everything the way that Keith's family and Mike's family did. It was just beautiful. And it just made me love them all the more. Then, well, earlier in, in the year, I bought primo freaking tickets for Rod Stewart in Las Vegas. And I asked my daughter, I said, hey, I've got these tickets. They are really some of the best tickets in the house at the Coliseum in Las Vegas. Do you want to go see Rod Stewart? She looked at me and she said, who? And I'm like, you're out of the will. <laughs> so I started naming some songs and she said, oh yeah, yeah, I know him. So she brushed up and, you know, that was amazing because Nikki and I have not been able to spend the time like Michael and I have. Each year, Michael and I have taken a road trip, a photography road trip. We went to meet his sisters and their mom. And we had, we've had, Michael and I have had some wonderful journeys, but I haven't had that opportunity with Nikki. 
So Nikki and I went to Vegas for a girl's time in Vegas. And oh my gosh, girl's time in Vegas is amazing. You get to do all the things you can't do when you're going with other people. Don't want to do the things you want to do. Like see the Van Gogh exhibit. Nikki wanted to go see the Princess Diana exhibit. But I tell you, the highlight of the trip was watching my daughter love Rod Stewart. I have this picture, I think, if I insert it here. She was taking pictures. She loved it. It was cool to hang out at a, at a couple of um, little lounges, little bars with her and drink. And we shopped. And she's not a good influence when we shop. But we shopped and we drank and we ate and we partied and we saw Rod Stewart and had such an amazing, amazing, amazing time. I got fantastic pictures of Sir Rod and everyone in that that concert. And it was just marvelous. So the weekend we got, I think Nikki and I got back on the 17th. On the 18th, I picked up my new German Shepherd puppy. She's champion line working. She's a champion working line German Shepherd. She's from East Germany or her dad, her parents are East German. And the, the titles, the pedigree on this dog is amazing, but she has been a hellfire. The thing is, she's got the most sweet, innocent face you would ever want. She's going to be an amazing addition to my family. Then another thing we get to December, I mean, every month it was something just spectacular had happened. And here I am thinking of all the negative things and, and then turning around and start to think of the positive things. And that's something I want to challenge you to do. Go through your day planner and see what really happened. It was so wonderful. Oh, I forgot. I shouldn't forget because this was amazing. Before Nikki and I went to November was really busy for me. The first week of November, I went to Houston and I was able to spend time with my aunt and my uncle and my cousin and just spend time with no agenda. They saw me as I am today, not as I was in the past, not as I was when I was at the depths. And they were very willing to offer me a chance to love me to let me know I'm okay. And that was, that was so healing. It was so healing to see my uncle and to see my aunt and my cousin and just come together in this beautiful way that I never thought was possible before. So that was great. And then on my, I think it was on my way to Houston, I met a gentleman named Tim Story that many of you may know who he was. I had no idea who he was. And we got to talking and I think I'm going to join his World Shakers for Women. So I've got, I think on the 28th, next uh, Sunday, next Saturday night, I have my first meeting with him. We're going to see how that goes. He's a life coach, personal coach for all these different people. I had, no, like I said, I had no idea who he was. I'm just sitting there and we got to talking about his, his backpack and I saw his name on his backpack and I'm like, you know, this dude is, he's different. So I Googled him and I'm like, whoa, he would have never let on to any of, of that. And it was, it was really cool. Get home from that. And December 3rd, I had, again, if I go to a concert, I don't go to a concert to sit in the back. I don't go to a concert to sit up in the top. 
No, I want to be in the action. So I had bought tickets for for King and Country, which was one of my son's favorite groups. And we got in the pit. We were probably three rows back right in the middle. Fantastic pictures of that. And to see my son, see this group that he loves so much, it was like seeing Nikki love Rod Stewart. So to see Michael have the fun he did and the smile on his face and the energy they gave off. And again, I got phenomenal pictures because I'm just like right up there in the midst of things. I really learned to use my iPhone a lot more for photography where I hadn't in the past. I had relied on my Canon R5. My gosh, beautiful photos, just beautiful photos. So then Okay, that was on December 3rd, and then I thought, wow, when was it? It was maybe the next week or the week after that. I left for the Caribbean, flew into Miami, and it was a, it was kind of scary when going to the hotel, and there's crime tape. It was, it was a pretty famous restaurant at this hotel. There's crime tape everywhere. There are police cars everywhere, and I'm thinking, holy crap, what is going on here? Go to the room. And I'm thinking, okay, the good thing is there are police everywhere. The people in the hotel, though, they were they were like, oh, this happens all the time. No big deal. I'm like, huh. you don't just put crime tape up for no big deal. There, there was a big deal. That was the night before I started the cruise and got on um, Norwegian cruise lines, which I had never taken before. What a luxurious ship. It was just absolutely spectacular. And to leave the United States in the waters of the Caribbean and forget everything for two weeks was so wonderful. Again, met wonderful people, got wonderful shots. You know, that's really something I'm working towards. I'm kind of pivoting to doing more professional photography working on my portfolio. I've got a photo book coming out, which I'm excited about. It's my black and white fine art photography. I'm really pumped about that. But to be in the Caribbean, being the warm sun, I am one of those people that suffers from seasonal affective disorder. So to get out of here in December, when things are getting really icky and wet and just gross here, it was so much fun until... It was probably the day before the cruise ended. I started feeling I was getting a cold. Ended up, I had RSV. You know, I kept testing for COVID. It was negative. It was negative. Flew home and just died. <laughs> I got so sick. And then on the 29th, thank goodness it was the end of the year. On the 29th, there was an accident and I broke the right side of my rib cage multiple ribs in multiple places and it, it was a it was pretty traumatic break but you know what the good in that that is something that happened it's not pulling up a fantastic life altering memory like 2023 was for me I can look back at my pictures in Greece and think oh my gosh this changed my life the confidence you know, it really started the end of 2022 when I went to Washington, D.C. and toured D.C. alone. I went for my uncle's memorial at, at Arlington National, which was just so moving. And I met a guy my dad had gone to school with, which was kind of cool. 
got to hook up with my aunt and my cousins and we just had a fantastic time and they left before I did. I spent some more time in Washington and really soaked in the sights and you know I've never been in a city where I cried pure tears of joy for being there. Washington DC holds a very special place to me. One, my father was there a lot and two, American history. I mean, dude, that's my thing is American history. I love it. I love it. It really started off with that, the traveling by myself, going to Greece, going to another country alone, basically, with not anyone telling me what to do or what I needed to do or where I needed to go or what not to do or just doing whatever I wanted to do. Being my own person, the growth that came from that was wonderful. Then when I was speaking with my therapist, it was really funny. So this 2023 started out with all this stuff that was that was happening with Joshua and being able to spread his story and how Portland, in my opinion, killed my son. And then going into a lot of things that I had to work through, you know, breaking my leg, working through that, working through a lot of different things meeting people on my podcast that I had not met before, speaking with people, making that initiative. And it was probably halfway through the year, it, maybe after I got back from Greece and my therapist said, Terry, my gosh, you've made so much progress this year. You just seem grounded. It's like, whoa, dude, I waited 13 years to hear that. So that was, that was so exciting to be able to hear that. And I felt I had made progress, but I'm not really objective when it comes to that. Somebody else needs to kind of help me along the way a little bit. And these are guys that have seen me for continually for 13 years. Well, not every day, but you know what I mean? They've known me for 13 years and they're both saying, my gosh, this is your gear. You're grounded. You're coming into your own. And then a few weeks ago I had, I think it was, probably my last appointment of the year with my psychologist. And he said, Terry, for lack of a better word, you really have matured. And he, he didn't mean that as in I was acting like a teenager before, which yeah, I had acted pretty inappropriately when I fell after my parents died and all through that. I was in such a spinning, horrible state, didn't know what was going on. I was feeling through this year that I was kind of putting the pottery back together, you know, gluing the pieces, being that I have a piece of artwork that my dad did for me, a stained glass tulip that hangs up in my dining room. And I think about that a lot, the broken edges and how beautiful it is when my dad finished it and how all of those cracks and all of those cuts that were made, how polishing them off and putting the lead in there just made it that much more beautiful. That's really what I felt like. The years before that, I was focused more outwardly on, you know, Joshua and outreach and just different things. This year, I feel like the funnel is finally coming around to, girlfriend, you're turning a corner. You're turning a major corner. And I had something happen to me that sort of proved it. I think this might have been when my my therapist spoke up. I have two family members that will not speak to me on Facebook because of another situation involving another person that was incapable of telling the truth. So they watch what I do 
but they won't talk to me. I got a friend request from one of them and I'm, I sent a message and I said, Hey, this is kind of weird. You know, I got a friend request from you and it just seems out of the ordinary. And so you might want to change your password in case, you know, you didn't send this, you may want to change your password. And if it was you, I love you. Have a wonderful Christmas. Have a wonderful holiday season. I love you, Terry. So that friend request just sat there staring me in the face. And what I'm about to tell you five years ago, 10 years ago, for sure, would have sent me into a spiral and made me doubt my self-worth. And it was probably one of the best things that could have happened to me in realizing how well I'm doing on my journey. I finally accepted the friend, re friend, friend request. I'm still a little leery about it. I mean, she hadn't called me back and I was feeling kind of weird. And But I accepted it. You know, I thought, hey, be the biggest, bigger person in, in this family drama situation. I'll accept and go forward and just, you know, sort of see where it goes. So then I made a post about the sport of shoe shopping. That's a whole nother story. We'll get into another time, maybe. And she hearted it. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. She hearted it, but she didn't say anything. A few days later, I found out that she had unfriended me. Okay. So I think that's pretty juvenile anyway, the blocking, the unfriending, the all of this stuff on Facebook. I think it's just pretty juvenile. My my profile is public. It's pub public for my kids and for my grandkids and for my, my aunts and uncles. Whoever wants to see it, they can see it. But to send me a friend request and then unfriend me years ago would have devastated me. I would have been really probably having to be in therapy every day, every day, every day. And I laughed and I was speaking to my therapist about it. And he said, she did what? How old is she? I'm like, yeah, dude, she's 13 years older than I am. And I'm more mature than her. I said, you know, one of the things that it really kind of made me realize this year, how much growth I've made, because I just had to laugh and think, how petty is that? No wonder my family is so messed up if this is what's going on. That was really exciting to me that it didn't put me in a spiral. And I was able to step back and see it for what it was, a very childish move on her part. I wish her the best, but it really, you know, it drew a line there. And I am so proud of myself because, like I said, I couldn't have done that before. You know, I, I just look back and think, Terry, how could you be, be focused on everything negative when so much wonderful has happened in your life this year alone? I'm supposed to go back to Europe for my birthday this year. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it or not. It really depends on what's going on over there and what the State Department says, but I'm looking forward to more self-growth. I'm looking forward to being able to congratulate myself on the progress that I have made and being able to differentiate the two people. The part of me that was completely dissociated before, the part of me that was picking the pieces up alone, the part of me that just kept going, and I know I can keep going. I've got that track history now that I'm no longer where I was. So that gives me the confidence to keep working on myself, keep building and keep going. You know, my dad always told me if you're, if you're, if you stop learning, it's time for you to go. 
I feel in a way it's, it's kind of funny to say at 61 years old, but it's almost as if my life has just begun. Yours can too. That's why I really challenge you. If you're feeling like you had a really crappy 2023, go back and look at your calendar. Because you're not going to remember all of the good things. Because remember, our minds are kind of trained to really spot the bad things that have happened to us. And we kind of tend to focus on those things. But if we change the mindset and we see the wonderful progress we've made, anything is possible. So I'm going to wrap that up today. And we will get back with everything soon. If you are on the audio version, I ask you, please go through and watch the video version. And if you would do me a wonderful favor, please like, subscribe, maybe leave a nice review. If you feel so inclined on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, because I need validation still. And it also helps the podcast do better so I can get to where I can support myself and feel a little bit more like my wings are able to spread and fly. So if you do that, I would love it. Still, the open call is open. If you have a topic that you want discussed, if you would like to be considered to be on the podcast, drop me an email, drop me a comment, let me know, and let's talk. The more we take the darkness off of our life, the more light can come in, the more we can help other people, therefore make more progress ourselves. You guys have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I will see you soon.